The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit mtbj.net. From the Blue Raiders to the two-tone blue, covering the teams you care about. It's only on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company studio with the Hall of Famer Mo Patton, here's Chris Yao. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Glad to have you with us here on this Wednesday evening. Hump day officially over for most everybody as we get you ready for your drive home on WKOM 101.7 FM. I assume we're still on WZYXradio.net since we're not, I assume on the stream we can just keep going. So that's exciting. You guys get second hour of our Wednesday show. Always fun. Some updated information from what we told you in the top stories is Nashville Overton now will take on Good Pasture Friday to alleviate some open dates. So, exciting news for Arsente Broom and his boys. I wonder how it how it was that Good Pasture was available. Maybe this was an This is probably their already their their open week, but they had an open week earlier last week. Was it last week or the week before? It was either last week or the week before. So they, they've already had an open mm. week. So if you get a chance to add a game, might as well, I guess. Anytime you get a chance to add a game right now. Did it say where that game will be played? You know, it probably did, <laughs> but I wasn't paying too much attention to that. I will check out examine underscore stew as he was the one that's at good pasture so so apparently good pasture was open labor day weekend and was scheduled to be open this weekend as well i think they lost a game last weekend that's and maybe this was their open date so because i'm looking at they played on the 20th the 27th and according to coach t as much as you can take that for what it's worth. <laughs> Their next game is September 17th at CPA. So, like I said, take it with a grain of salt. Take that, yeah, as you as you will. Take that. <clears throat> um, now we get a chance to talk to the Associated Presses, Teresa Walker, who covers everybody in the state and across the world. <laughs> and we are always excited to talk a little Titans football with Teresa. And I I, I didn't get to hear your answer uh, to Mike Vrabel's question on whether or not you missed him, Teresa. So did you miss Mike Vrabel while he was gone? 
Yes, because it's easier to ask questions when he's there in person. You know, there was one day where they, you know, they, they had well, two days there where they had first it was the offensive coordinator and the next day it was Shane Bowen, the defensive coordinator. Uh, and then the third day, John Robinson kind of pinch hit and then they made Brable available on uh, Zoom a couple times later. But, you know, it, you know, if you want information, you go to the horse's mouth. I'm not calling Mike a horse. I'm just saying you go to the person who is in best position to talk. And so, of course, I was happy to see him back. Don't be fooled. Teresa's biggest excitement in Mike Vrabel being back is that Mike always gives Teresa the first question. And and my guess is that may or may not have been the case when Vrabes wasn't there. Very true. So, I like to get the first question. What can I say? Well, I'm not mad at you. You have the best question. Save, Save the best for first. (laughs) <laughs> it, it works for me there you go um teresa I, I saw a tweet last night and and i probably should have pinned it maybe because i think some folks are going to want to go back to it after this titans cardinals game this weekend how much problem do you think the Titans defense is going to have with Kyler Murray or, or not. What do you, what do you think of that matchup? Well, he's dangerous. I mean, let's face it. I mean, anyone who remembers that incredible Hale Murray, you know, to three defenders, DeAndre Hopkins at the end of the game against Buffalo knows that he can be dangerous. Um, but you know, the, the Titans are a different defense and, you know, they have played Lamar Jackson, fairly well and the way Lamar Jackson hurt them in the playoff game wasn't with his legs it was with his arm and that's an area that the Titans hope believe that they have improved in you know Christian Fulton the second year cornerback out of LSU will be starting opposite Jack Rabbit Jenkins you've got Amani Hooker and uh Kevin Byard back there and you know it, it just, this just defense it just feels a little different I you know I kind of go back to a comment from Mike Vrabel back during uh the, the draft about how you know, how do you get, you know, good secondary? And he kind of said, it's not with slogans, it's not with T-shirts, you know, you know, driving home the idea that you do the work. And, you know, everything that these guys have been saying over the last few weeks since I got back from Japan is that, you know, that they're communicating better, that they understand that they have to be talking, that they, you know, and, and, and being more aggressive. You know, I think Titan fans were, you know, about to pull their hair out last year, watching how much yards they would give up and, uh, you know, allowed to a receiver, particularly on third down where they were absolutely the worst in the NFL. And, you know, I think there's a a particular emphasis to make sure that if you're giving up any cushion to a receiver, don't go past the sticks that they have to gain to make it even easier for them. So, you know, this is a defense that during during the preseason, guys, gave up the least passing yards in the NFL. Now, granted, it's preseason. Take it with a box of salt. But that said, they showed some signs that they can be a better defense. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, Kyler Murray is going to have a chance to hurt you. Uh, and Jeffrey Simmons talked today about not needing to kill him with the pass rush, but contain him and, and keep him in there. Because I think that's part of the idea that, you know, they're fairly confident in what their secondary can do this year. And just, you know, not letting him run and escape and, and run downfield, but make him look for somebody who's open and if that happens and they can keep up the pressure, then, you know, they may be able to get somebody to Murray and get him on the ground. So what you're saying is we've seen the last of my man catching balls. 
Yes, that is long gone. In fact, many of the guys who followed that thought process are up in uh, New York with the Giants, Logan Ryan. Uh, Dory Jackson signed up there. Last I heard, he had an ankle injury. And uh, there's one other that was up there. I'm trying to um, – I've lost track of who that is. But it's almost like they signed – you know, Mo, you know, Malcolm Butler went to Arizona, then retired. And everybody else seemed to go to, to the New York Giants. So – you know, they, they sent a pretty big message. You know, it wasn't just salary cap cuts this last uh, offseason. You know, it was, you know, we need guys who can get out there and be available and produce. And, you know, we'll, we'll see how quickly they've taken to that. Don't talk about it, be about it. The tweet was from Kyle Odegaard at Kyle underscore Odegaard. Titans are projected to have the worst defense in the NFL this year by at FB Outsiders. Opportunity awaits for Kyler Murray and company to start off hot. I don't know what football outsiders is. Advanced Clearly football they're stats. watching from the outside. Yep. There we go. Well, at least I say it. Advanced football stats and film analysis. So I don't know. Well, I disagree with that. I'll just say Thank that. You okay? and everybody else in Middle Tennessee who has a brain. Well, anybody who's paid attention to the fact that this isn't the same defense. I mean, you know, if they had made no changes, then sure, think that. Can you have questions about this defense with all the changes that have been made? Sure, I do. I want to see if Bud Dupree is out there on Sunday. Can he, you know, can he be the guy that got at least eight sacks last year for the Steelers? Guys, which would have led this defense a year ago. Danico Autry is a guy that, you know, they can move him around. They have shown that they'll move him around a teeny bit this last couple of weeks and you know he's a guy that's long he's got big arms I mean Kevin Byer joked that he was kidding with him about how big his hands are in the locker room and you know that that to me especially against Kyler Murray who had a whole bunch of balls batted down at the the line of scrimmage last year guys you know help him get the Jeffrey Simmons is a guy now he's fully healthy he's had a true offseason think about this his first year he was hurt rehabbing Second year, all virtual, working on your own. Now he's had a true full off season in an NFL program, and he seems just poised to, you know, maybe move up to where he may not be Aaron Donald territory, but he can probably sniff it from where he could be at this point at the end of the year. Um, Harold Landry, who has been essentially pass rushing the last year, year and a half, with one arm tied behind him back, his back because there was nobody on the other side bringing any pressure from that side. So, And then you add to that a completely revamped uh, secondary. Guys, I, I'm forgetting the numbers. It's either six new starters, five new starters on defense. You know, Jack Rabbit Jenkins is in. But Butler is out. I, I saw that tweet, Mo, and it's like, Okay, you ride with that. That's under your name. I'm not saying that. I think this defense can take a big step forward. Now, that said, you know, last in def- uh, uh, third down defense, 30th uh, in, pat- in sacks, 29th against the pass. So, you know, they could get all the way up to 20. It would be a big step, but they'd still be just, you know, a little below average in the NFL. So, I, and, and potentially – with the addition of Jim Schwartz as an outside voice to this defense, you know, think about this. You know, what do we hear when teams get into trouble? It's when coaches are kind of, you know, they keep singing from the same book, right? Well, Jim Schwartz is a guy who can come in and say, here, you know, this book worked pretty well. Why don't we think about doing some of this and, and maybe help with that pass rush? So, I mean, I think that they have a chance to get up to at least average in the NFL, around 15 in many defensive categories, which would be, a huge improvement. And that's what Chris and I have been saying all along. They don't have to be top five or ten, top ten with this offense. If they're just average, 
They just got to be yes. better than Peyton Manning's defenses from the Colts. <laughs> and they'll be in the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, this team, it, with, a, with a defense that, that ranks 15th to 18th, and this offense, I think they are a serious Super Bowl contender. Uh, that's what I've been saying. And, you know, you look at some of the picks, it's been interesting to see. I think Harry, Harry Douglas, former Titans receiver, is one of the few people saying he thinks that this team can be a Super Bowl contender. I say it, and, you know, and I, I don't say that often, but it's like, guys, when they made that trade for Julio Jones, that was not the first piece. It was the last piece mm-hmm. of all that they did this offseason. Uh, and, and as I'm going through the stats prepping for this game, guys, I mean, you, you look at the numbers. There's a reason why Julio Jones, and, and yes, I know he's 32. I also asked the question in June when he said, you know, just let anybody who thinks he's old d- doubt him and he'll be ready to show him. Well, he needs two catches on Sunday to become the second fastest player to reach 850 catches in NFL history. Only Antonio Brown would be uh, ha- have done it faster. Uh, he needs 104 yards receiving to become the fastest player to reach 13,000 career receiving yards, passing some guy named Jerry Rice. Uh, I mean, it's just he's passing and in position to pass some Hall of Fame wide receivers. He is the guy who, you know, leads the NFL with uh, most yards per game in the NFL. I mean, it, the stuff that he's done is just amazing. And, you know, now you can worry – how much time has he had with Tannehill to get on target? Uh, you know, and because of Tannehill missing some time on the reserve COVID list, you know, they've really been working now together this week. Will that be enough? Well, we'll find out. But, you know, these are two pros. And, you know, they kind of, you know, when you've been in the league for a certain amount of time, you know what you need to do. And there's nobody that can do it the way uh, Julio Jones can do it. So this, this is the reason why um, I'm looking forward to to this game, to this season, to what this team can do. Um, go ahead and let people pick the Buffalo as the Super Bowl favorites or the Rams. I, 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 Peter King picked the Chargers to beat the Titans in a wild card game. And it's like, it's amazing every single year in the NFL, they look for these new teams to try to be ahead of the curve, right? Well, here's one curve to pay attention to. There's two teams that have had more consecutive winning seasons than the Titans. That's the Seahawks. And that's the Chiefs. Those are two of the teams ahead of them in most power rankings. Uh, but now it's up to the Titans to show that they actually can put these things together. Yes, it is. Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. Teresa, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. We appreciate your time as always. And we look forward to talking to you again throughout this season while the Titans make their run to the Super Bowl. So we're calling it right here. <laughs> hey, the why not, right? Today. I mean, every. We might as well. It's exactly right. We might as well. All right. Once again, Teresa Walker of the Associated Press. Teresa, thanks so much. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. When we come back, we'll talk Atlanta Braves. Who's the MVP candidate? Great question. All of them. Let's come back. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today returns right after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. 
Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. 88452, Beck Dental Care in Columbia, 1603 Rosewood Drive. First, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, back to the Lee Company studio. Yep, they're fans too. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome in to the next to last segment of Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today on this Wednesday edition as we get ready for Wild and Wacky Wednesday, bringing you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world. I would just like to point out that it's getting dark at 530. Thanks. Which only helps to solidify my suggestion of switching the fall and spring and going full going uh forward in the fall instead of falling fall back. forward spring back yep. <laughs> fall forward and because and, i don't like nine i don't like 9 p.m sunsets any more than i like 4 p.m sunsets so i don't understand why we're not going forward in the fall i'm a little shocked that on September eighth, it's dark. At five twenty-five, it's dark. Yeah, normally it doesn't happen till at least my birthday, which the twenty-second is usually the first day of fall. So, Uh-oh. do you J- know why? JP's got something to say. Uh, a little thing called clouds. Yeah, but today. it's still. I mean, the sun is is setting a lot earlier these days. I don't think that's just clouds, JP. Yeah, no. I that that seems. More more gloom than just cloud cover. Either way. Maybe I'm not used to being in this room this time of day. That is correct. So, That's part of it. It's cloudy. You're, you haven't been in this room in a while. At this time of day, you're correct. Yep. The sun is on the other side of the house. Yeah. Uh-huh. But still, it's awfully dark out there. It's really dark. It's a little like depressing. It. I don't like it. Yeah. What's not depressing is <laughs> nice Braves 8, Nats 5. <laughs> Thank you, Ozzy. Ozzy Albies, man. I, I don't really know what what you can what more you can say about a guy who has hit a home run in four consecutive days after going down with a pretty gruesome yeah foul ball injury really really scary i mean some folks thought that he had fouled it off his kneecap and broken it a la christian yelich and fortunately that was not the case missed two games and has been on fire ever since thus 
leading to your question. Who's the MVP candidate? Who is the MVP candidate? I mean, a month ago it was Freddie Freeman. Two weeks ago it was well, as as, as recent as yesterday it yeah. was Austin Riley until he goes up for three last night, which that's going to happen. It is what it is. Sure. But yeah, I mean, this is the same thing that happened last year, though. Ronald Acuna, Freddie Freeman, Ozzy Albies, and and Marcelo Zuna were all, and even Adam Duvall, who mm-hmm. had like. 25 home runs in 60 games. And the, what what you're seeing is this is a team that everybody – the Braves don't have to be firing on all cylinders to be productive offensively. Like you That's said. That's because they have Your number four hitter cylinders. goes 0 for 3 and, and you still put up eight runs. Yeah, I mean, this, when you have eight cylinders, you don't have to be able to – you don't have to fire on all eight as long as you have four throughout those eight – then you're going to be okay. As long as the bullpen takes care of business. Unfortunately, you know, again, tough tough outing for Tyler Matzik last night, but that, I mean, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You can't sustain the success that he's had over the last two months. Uh, Every night. Yeah. You know, he'll bounce back. He'll be fine. Speaking of, so the home runs that, and the Braves have been hitting a ton of them, obviously Adam Duvall, Ozzy Albies, it doesn't stop at the major league level. Pache, Jason Kipnis, William Contreras, uh, Travis Demerit, all hit home runs last night for the Stripers. There you go. So it's contagious. It's, hitting is contagious at all levels for uh, for the Atlanta Braves. I'm just I'm impressed by how how much this team has the ability to pick each other up. Yeah, I mean. Like you said, they're they're up five one in the seventh inning against Washington last night. Juan Soto gets an RBI single, and Yadiel Hernandez hits a three run homer to score four runs off of Matzik, ties it. Bottom of the seventh. Unfortunate for Max Fried, by the way. Yeah, yeah, uh, it was. Um, bottom of the seventh, Rosario leads off with a single, and then Ozzy goes yickety to tie uh, to. Um, put them back up and then Ozzy with an insurance RBI single in the eighth drives in Dansby. So, and and you want all the runs you can get when it's close and late and you know, Will Smith is coming <laughs> because sure enough, what did I say? Because sure enough fly out and then he hits Soto and then gets a four, three double play to close it out. Four, three from the, Left side of the infield. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> for his thirty-first save of the year, his thirty-fourth, thirty-first save in thirty-four save opportunities. So, I mean, he's kind of been the what's the word I'm looking? The scapegoat, but he's got thirty-one saves. I mean, you can't deny out of that. Thirty-four tries. Out of thirty-four. He's only blown three. Well, yeah. I. It, but it's it's really a show your work kind of thing because he's dodged some major bullets in getting to those thirty one saves. You know, yes, <laughs> he certainly has. When I mentioned, you know, you know, all these people care about are results. Well, results are really all that matter, and they're they were they're not wrong by that. And I get 
that like playing quarterback in the NFL, there are only about 14 people in the entire world who can do it at a high level. And as far as closers go, there are probably only 10 to 15 who can do it at at the level of Mark Woolers during the 95 season or Craig Kimbrell three years ago or four and, years and, ago. And just being blunt about it, Will Smith's not one of those. Right. But again. He's not one of those. I mean. And if you're going he, to be a he, World I don't Series, know. When has he had a one, two, three inning? I couldn't tell you the last time. You would really like a closer that is a closer that you said, okay, I can turn this off right now. This guy's in the game. I'm not going to miss anything. This ball game is over. Back when Ovimbrel, like yeah. at the seventh inning, if the Braves went to the bullpen, you could turn the game you off. You were done. It was over. You could have just not bothered to come to the plate for those <laughs> last three innings. It would have been the same result. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But you know you got a shot. When you look up and Will Smith comes in the game. Now, he's got 31 saves, but they've not come without their suspense, let's say. I I wish I wish there were a a, a way to to get to that point. If you're going to be a World Series contender, you've got to have that kind of guy. Because as long as teams like the Giants and the Dodgers and the Reds and whoever else, if they know they've got a shot, they're you know they're going to shoot their shot. It it it's not deflating to anybody to look up and see Will Smith jogging in out of the bullpen. You know it it, it doesn't take anybody's soul to see him walk out there. They're like, okay, let's see what we got tonight. His last one, two, three inning mo was August seventeenth against the Miami Marlins. The Marlins. Yeah, he threw eleven pitches. Okay. There's one. There's one. And it and it was one in the last month. So, <laughs> so I mean, congratulations to him. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. There there's nobody that just goes, Well, Will Smith's in the game, so we might as well pack it up. Yep. Start start packing the gear. Literally, you know, get the gear, you know. Nobody's cleaning the dugout up just because Will Smith comes in. And that's that's my that, that's my issue. You can't be a, a legitimate World Series contender without that kind of guy. The Giants have we, we went and got the Giants old guy. Clearly they didn't mind letting him go. You don't just let elite closers go in the middle of a season if you have confidence if, if that they they're can be. if they're elite closers. Right. Yeah. Now I understand Craig Kimbrell was a different animal because it was free agency and Liberty Media. But <laughs> Well, say what you will about Liberty Media, but they've loosened up the purse strings enough to Extend Darno and and Morton here in the last week or so. And Anthopolis said they would, so that's nice. Now whether or not that extends to Freddie Freeman, we'll see. (laughs) I don't know how you don't because I don't know who else plays that position. So I don't think Freeman's going to do anything during the season. 
I, I think that's the big thing is. I, I think at this point he's going to hit free agency. Yep. And then it becomes a matter of how high are you willing to go or how much of a hometown discount is he willing to take? I, I don't think this thing is cut and dried in either direction, which to me is an improvement because I thought yeah, he was gone. I thought he was gone. <laughs> I was with you. I thought after if I thought them not getting it done over the all-star break meant it was over. Yeah. So, but then he had the quote, I want to be here. So of course, what else is he going to say? That's true. <laughs> I mean, you're right. Uh, <laughs> well, you can't, especially Atlanta fans. I mean, Atlanta fans are some of the most passionate and they, they are one of the reasons that a lot of people like Charlie Morton will stick around. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it happens so often where, you know, the Braves pick up a guy like Adam Duvall who doesn't want to leave Atlanta. Now, sometimes they or, have to or because it, they're or, kicked or, out. Right. But. Or, you know, and it's, it may or may not should be mentioned, but like Marcel or Ozuna. That's the reason he came back. Braves fans are the reason Marcel Ozuna came back. Yeah. So. By the way, Charlie Morton will make more money next year than both Ozzie and Ronald Acuna Jr. combined. I just want to throw that mm. out there. Mm. Combined. Combined. Yeah. But it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, mm. I'm not mad about, you know, the idea of saving some money on, on those guys, but especially if they want to be here again. They want to be here. They they chose that. The I'm not sure who was advising them, but they chose that. Ronald Acuna Jr. has a brother, apparently, who is about to turn 16. So I'm just saying, hmm. are, are we allowed to play in the international market yet? Huh. I'm not sure if we are, but whenever that happens, yeah. I got to think he's going to be a potential brave. You would you would think. Um, I should probably go ahead with you this should. today's today in Braves history. On September eighth, nineteen sixty three, Milwaukee left hander Warren Spawn went the distance in a three two win over host Philadelphia, giving him his twentieth victory of the season to tie Christy Mathewson's thirteen twenty win camp campaigns. I've seen this referred to as a record, but I also know that Cy Young had fifteen twenty win seasons. So well, how good was Cy Young, really, though? He never even won a Cy Young Award. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Spawn. Guy never won a Cy Young. How good was he? <laughs> he couldn't be that good. He only won 511 games. Yeah. Spawn finished his career with 363 victories, the most of any left-hander in Major League Baseball history. So That's awesome. Still short of 511. <laughs> Well, you win 511 games, you don't win a Cy Young Award. They just named the award for you. So. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, I mean, guy. You know, when you talk about records that will never be broken. Oh, uh, 511 is, is definitely one because, I mean, you don't get, you don't start every. If you start at 30 games and you won 20 of them. You'd still have to do it for 25 years, and you'd still be 11 short. <laughs> you'd still be 11 short. That's right. 
Yeah. Oh, that's it's insane. Yeah, that's it is what it is. I'm just saying, Cy Young never won a Cy Young award. So, how good was he? We'll never know. <laughs> oh man, we've got Wild and Wacky Wednesday coming up on the other side of the break. So we will give you the weirdest and wildest news from across the world in just a few minutes. But we've also got plenty of high school football coming your way tomorrow. Talk high school football wall to wall. Then Friday, we get you ready for week one of NFL season, week two of college football, all of that tomorrow and Friday. So we'll be right back with Wild and Wacky Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Stick around. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Hey, folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. It's Wild and Wacky Wednesday on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with the two zaniest guys this side of the Duck River. It's like you joined a circus or something. Here's Chris and Mo. Hey, welcome back in Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, coming to you live from the Lee Company studio and the Front Porch Sports headquarters at WKOM 101.7 FM and WZYXRadio.net and across the world on YouTube, Twitter, Main Street Preps Facebook, Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Facebook. If you can't find us, you're not looking. That's all I'm saying. Just a reminder... To our Mount Pleasant friends, do not go to Whitwell this week. <laughs> Sorry. Just just want to make sure that we all know there's there's no game in Whitwell this week featuring Mount Pleasant. Um Mo, it's it's Wild and Wacky Wednesday. And Wild and Wacky Wednesday, I, I try my best not to just have a bunch of criminals. I, that I really, said I really try. Because I mean it's you know it can get a little, I guess, monotonous. Doesn't make it any less funny, though. That's true. I wish I could show videos on the radio. 
I know we have the ability, obviously, on... But there was a... <laughs> this is not a criminal. There was a woman who made a PowerPoint to tell her parents that she's a dancer. What kind dancer. of dancer? Uh, a, a dancer. The, a, 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 a dancer. That, like like, that like in Cornersville in, dancer. In air quotes, dancer. Is it Cornersville? Oh, there's two in Cornersville. Yeah, that's technically Cornersville. They got... One red light, 16 churches, two strip clubs, and a cheap motel. That's what they have in Cornersville. According to Shelby what more Lee. What you need? Shelby Lee Lowe. <laughs> He'll tell you. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, she made a whole PowerPoint and you know, to, to explain to her parents what she was doing. I wish I could okay. show you the video. But there's a video out there. Go this find is a Florida, Florida girl? No, I probably. Okay. Uh, speaking of Florida women Florida and naked women and... <laughs> And all of the above. Authorities in Florida are they're in the middle of a standoff, an armed standoff with a guy who was just randomly shooting at people in Florida because that's what people in that's, that's what, what Florida do man Florida. does. Yeah, that's what Florida okay. man does. Well, you know what Florida woman does? Shoots, Shoots back. back. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Because have you ever heard the bit? Rodney Carrington does a bit that when somebody wants to get into a fight with him, he takes his pants off because nobody wants to fight the naked guy, right? Okay. Or, that's true, though. It's a good move. Nobody wants to fight the naked guy. That's a good move. Or, have you, or his song, Show Them to Me, talking about how very little, you're never angry when there's a topless woman around. Well, apparently Jessica Smith thought this was the way to end the arm standoff because she got drunk and drove her golf cart right into the middle of it. Oh, boy. And then... An arm standoff. No, she never had clothes on. She drove the golf cart while naked into the middle of the arm standoff with police. Did it work? Yeah, how'd that work out for Uh, Well, it didn't work. Both people were arrested, so I guess that's But nobody got shot. Nobody got got shot, so this is good. It it worked. I figure they should give her a medal. I don't know what they'd pin it to. Nothing that wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Oh, come on. Actually, that wasn't even on the... Uh, that wasn't well even on the... That was all you. That huh? was all me. Wow. A little golf clap for hey. that one. Well done there. The golf cart. Golf clap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, come on. Uh, you know... I've been I've been to places where my credit card gets declined. It happens to me all the time at Kroger because Kroger doesn't take American Express. And yet you keep trying to use it. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I get in there and I'm like, crap, it's the only thing I have. Hang on. I'll be right back. I go to the ATM. I have to get yes. cash out and then bring the cash back to pay for my groceries or whatever. But a 40-year-old man in Virginia, well, of course his name is Kyle. I'm sure he mm-hmm. has a monster sticker on the back of his jacked-up pickup truck, too, because he's in Virginia. <laughs> 3.30 a.m. on Tuesday. My guess is this is 3.30 at night for him. Yeah. Not 3.30 in the in morning. The morning. No. Because there is a difference. Uh, this happened about 70 miles west of Roanoke in a town called Wytheville. Wyth- Wythe. Withville. 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 I've heard of it. Yes, Even, Withville. I don't know why I've heard of it, Basi- but I've heard of yeah, it. Yeah, basically at the, um, at the intersection of uh, I-81 and... What is it? What's the other one? 95? Uh, no. I couldn't tell you. 75? Yeah. 75. Uh, 75 and 81. That's it. Yeah, that's exactly so, it. So mm-hmm. his credit card I got declined. That, oh, anyway. Okay, go ahead. 
And he did the only logical thing he could think of. He just stole the He stuff. left the store, and oh, okay. but then he walked back in and dumped a can of gasoline on the floor and set the place mm. on fire. Okay. <laughs> I wish I wish I had told you about this one earlier because we could have had in a blaze of glory yeah. <laughs> shot <Damn>. down. <laughs> he drove off while the manager was putting the fire out, but cops tracked him down nearby. He was hiding under a tractor trailer near a Lowe's, and he had a hammer. So I guess he stole the hammer from Lowe's. I don't oh. know. That's a good question too. They eventually tased him, got him into custody. He's facing mm. felony charges for arson, burglary, and destruction of property. And there are probably going to be some more charges for that hammer. I'm sure. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> he was shot down. They, they tased him. Tased him down in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Why are you just gonna walk into the store and just dump gasoline down and set the thing on fire? That doesn't make any sense. Who does that? You're gonna get us kicked off YouTube. You keep playing that. Yeah, that's why. That's, yeah. <laughs> Seen them die in vain, right? Yeah. Uh, wow. Withville. Withful. It's uh, it's in the obviously the southeast part of Virginia. Southwest, Southwest. Well, I, in the mountains. You, you threw me off because I thought I seventy five and I eighty one intersected in Tennessee. Seven, seventy seven and eighty one. Seventy seven. Yeah. Okay. I looked it yeah. up on Google Maps. Seventy seven comes out of Charlotte and goes north through North Carolina and goes up into Virginia. Yeah. Yes. That's it. Yes, it does. Yep. That's it. That's it. So, <laughs> Kentucky woman may be better than Florida woman oh, here. Oh goodness. <laughs> Kimberly. This this is east eastern Kentucky, like Richmond, Moorhead, and over east Grayson, over that way, right? Uh, how, hold on, and I'll tell you where it is. In it's the area in, we're justified. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is way east. Oh uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is basically Almost West, West Virginia. Virginia. Uh-huh. Yeah. Almost, Almost heaven. heaven. Yeah. There you go. Okay. You've heard this one then. No, I've not. I just you got just an knew. idea. Yeah. You, knew was, you knew what was coming. Uh, a woman from Ashland. Ashland. Ashland, which is like 10 minutes from Huntington, West mm-hmm. Virginia. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she picked up a five-year-old kid. Not her kid. Someone hey, kid. else's five-year-old kid. Carried him off and threw him into the Ohio River and then jumped in too, but not to save him, just to be crazy. Mm. Almost him. Uh, why? I, that's a great question. The, the, the family was the random family sitting down eating dinner. Minding their own business. Minding their own business. Uh, hmm. Fortunately, a witness sprang into action, rescued the boy, and he wasn't hurt. Authorities located Kimberly in the water, and she said, This is international waters. Police can't do anything to me. (laughs) Of course, the Ohio-Kentucky border is not international. (laughs) Police definitely can do something about it, and she was charged with kidnapping and malicious assault. Uh, She's in jail without bond. (laughs) That's probably a good idea. Intranational waters, but... Hey. So, I mean, Ashland is right on the river. So, mm-hmm. there's that. I, by the way, Almost Heaven, West mm-hmm. Virginia. We all know that song is about Virginia, right? Because you're almost to heaven when you're in West Virginia. 
and yet people in West Virginia really think they're doing something. And I, I, I better shut up because I'm going to West Virginia to do that wedding next year. Uh. But, uh, yeah. Okay, I got. I finally got Take what one. You can. Yeah, I finally got one that's not re, uh, criminal related. Okay. Although it ought to be criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and that is Panera Bread. Y'all like Panera? Uh, yeah. I, I'm, yeah. I'm not a huge Panera fan. I'm not a huge I, Panera fan, although... I like their bagels. They have a chocolate croissant that... See, I like their cinnamon crunch bagel. Mm. Super delicious. It's basically just brown sugar and cinnamon, cinnamon toast. hard. Put yeah. it on top of a bagel and it's, it's delicious, mm. but... I don't typically go there for sandwiches because if I'm going to go get a sandwich, I'm going to go somewhere else. Somewhere I'm not going to go to Panera. Right. Well, apparently they are trying to play on the Southerners' love for mac and cheese because they have put mac and cheese between two pieces of bread, the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. Okay. No. Come on now. No. No? No. No grilled mac and cheese sandwich? What do you mean? No. Why not? Not even if it's your mac and cheese? Nobody's mac and cheese on a sandwich. It doesn't Too make much any starch? sense. It's just yeah. ridiculous. There's no reason to put it on a sandwich. It's fine how it is. You don't have to put bread on top of it. Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I don't understand why we got to be doing dumb stuff. Agreed. I, who am I and what do I know? You know that. Who was our polling group? Where'd they go for this? <laughs> I, I don't think they did. It was clearly they, I, seven-year-olds. <laughs> what kind of sandwich would you like? Mac and cheese? Mac and cheese sandwich. Because that's what seven-year-olds eat, and that's all they eat. Do you eat uh, fried mac and cheese? you ever do that? Oh, yeah. Okay. Why would you not? Mac and cheese uh, rolled up into a ball and deep fried? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm from the South. Is it that different than, uh, <laughs> than a sandwich? Sandwich? Yes. I think it is. Yeah. Yes. It's much bo- different. Both have breading. No, yeah. But still. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. He's got too many toys over there. All right. Last one. If you're running from the cops, don't try to switch to increasingly slow methods of transportation. If you're trying to get away, don't get don't don't choose methods of transportation that are gonna make you go slower than the last one you had. Such as Two men in Canada robbed a bar on Friday night, and they took off together on a motorcycle. Okay. All right. But they had to ditch it after they crashed it into a cop car that was chasing them. This is in Halifax, Nova Scotia, which is right near Maine. One of them got arrested nearby, but the other guy, he takes off on foot. So he's gone from motorcycle motorcycle to foot. Mm -hmm. He didn't think it could get slower, but he decided his best chance to get away was to swim to freedom. Ah. He jumped in a small lake, tried to swim to the other side. Was he in international International waters? waters. (laughs) It turned out he's not a strong swimmer. Couldn't swim very fast. The two cops hopped in a pedal boat. (laughs) They started chasing him across the lake. Another cop jumped in a canoe, and a fourth one found another paddleboard. He had all of these options. (laughs) He chose to swim. This is a Canadian police (laughs) chase right here. That's Were the Mounties after him? Uh, if they were, I, yeah. the, I bet the horses could swim better than this guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> they always get their man. Though. Uh, he was actually close to drowning, so mm. they tossed him a life vest. 
<laughs> and then took him to jail. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. Anyway, that's Wild and Wacky Wednesday brought to you by us. But if you want it to be brought to you by you, give mm. us a call. We'll let you. We'll or let you e- sponsor. Email? How can they get hold of you? Yeah, just email us. See uh, you at MainStreetMediaTN.com. There you go. C-Y-O-W at MainStreetMediaTN.com. We will be back tomorrow talking high school football, wall-to-wall, little braids in the top half of the top stories portion. But outside of that, all high school football. We may talk a little bit about the NFL game that's tomorrow night, but we'll probably just recap it on Friday when we talk NFL. So We will talk very briefly about women's college soccer locally. Always fun. So come back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, WKOM, WZYX, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, all of those things at SM underscore TN Sports. We appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow, 4 o'clock. For Mo Patton, J.P. Plant, I'm Chris Yow saying have a great day. Stay cool, Columbia. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 